Y'all motherfuckers down with the sickness? Let's roll it out. It's week four, Doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, Any donations that come from this weekend? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you win a GPP, come on. Come on. Flip me a dollar. A dollar so I can at least go get something from the value menu at McDonald's. Thank you. It is week four. Um, we had <laughs> a little, another little COVID outbreak with Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. So it has pushed back the uh, New England and Kansas City game. Doesn't change anything for DFS other than, say, the fact that I did like Clyde Edwards-Alaire in that matchup. Um, but that has moved to possibly Monday or Tuesday. So it's still on the fence on whether or not we're going to be able to use those players for seasonal. I'm hoping that they will have this announcement before the first round of games tomorrow, but there's no assurances. So you need to make sure that you are completely covered. CYA cover your ass. Cover your ass. Make sure you have players that if we do not have an announcement before the 1 p.m. Eastern game start and you have a viable replacement or at least somebody who can get you points, have them in your lineup. I cannot stress this enough. Don't fuck around in seasonal. DFS, yeah, we can fuck around in GPPs a little bit, right? But... As far as your seasonal team, especially if you're 1-2, and 0-3, oh you cannot afford to take a 0. If you are 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, you cannot afford to take a 0. So if you have viable replacements, get them in. Other news, Gio Bernard did go uh, questionable with a uh, chest issue. Uh, They haven't really elaborated too much on that. Um, So I was on the fence on what to do with Joe Mixon, and this just kind of made it easier for me. It's a complete fade. Gio Bernard will be his replacement as starter if he misses this game. But uh, I'm not looking at Gio Bernard. He has done nothing in the running game. Um uh, hold on, I'm looking for other news here. Um, he has done nothing in the running game, passing game. He's been very uh, low-key there as well. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, Titans had another COVID player, which is not good. Um, uh, let's see. Let me give you updates for seasonal at least. Uh, Falcons right wide receiver update for Monday night game. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Uh, both will be listed as questionable. Russell Gage is expected to play, so that's good there. Uh, Broncos tight end Noah Fant has a sprained ankle that is expected to sideline him for next week. And he's going to be considered week to week. Uh, Titans had another player test positive for COVID. That was Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, he's the eighth player to be placed on the reserve COVID COVID-19 list. Um, 49ers did officially activate Debo Samuel. They also promoted running back Jamichael Hasty to the active roster from the team's practice squad. Placed D lineman D Ford and tight end Jordan Reed on the injured reserve list. They've also activated cornerback Jamar Taylor and linebacker Joe Walker from the team's practice squad. Uh, nothing else related to our game here. So. We're good to go here. We're going to make this as quickly as possible, 45 minutes or less. I'm hoping to get it somewhere near half an hour. Uh, because if you listen to yesterday's podcast, <clears throat> you already know the players that are on the list, and now you're just crossing them off. Quarterbacks for cash. Uh, of course, we look at Russell Wilson. Hard not to like Russell in a spot against the Miami Dolphins. They're 23rd in DVOA passing defense and 29th in points allowed to the quarterback position. There's a lot of questions about who's going to start at running back um, for Seattle. It is uh, Chris Carson expected to start, um, but I'm not going to fuck around with that, even though it, technically that's a good spot for the running backs. So I'm just running Russ out, uh, if anything, and just going to live with the consequences on that. He's been on fire. He's been just as good as Josh Allen, if not better, in my opinion. Uh, so I do like him there. Uh, next on the list for cash, I believe we can we can use Deshaun Watson. I think he's good enough for cash. He hasn't been utilizing his legs so far this season, uh, but I expect that to change against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they will try to use their inept pass rush on him. It's not going to work. You're going to see a lot of points out of Deshaun Watson uh, in this matchup here. Uh, don't buy into the uh, DVOA uh, too much for the passing game here as Minnesota's 13th versus the pass, 11th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, th that's because if you look at the last two teams, they were both run-heavy teams in the Colts and the Titans, which are skewing the numbers. You want to look at what Aaron Rodgers did in Week 1, and that was against the original starting team. So... Now, with it all completely backed up, uh, or use the backups in the secondary, uh, this is going to be a good get-right game for one Deshaun Watson. Next on the list is one Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other side of the Seattle-Miami game. Uh, it's a good spot here for him. Uh, typically, he is always going to be a cash-last-GPP game because he could implode. Uh, but you can't deny what we see from Ryan Fitzpatrick leading this team the last couple of weeks, and he is going against a Seattle defense that is 29th against the pass and 31st in points allowed to the quarterback position. So at his price, at $7,100, $31, and 
uh, good for 17th, 9th, and 24th. Definitely on FanDuel and uh, DK. He is very much viable just on price alone. Uh, and the output should be high if they're going to have any chance of trying to beat the Seattle defense. Oh, I didn't edit this fucking thing. God damn it. I'm sorry for some of the cutoffs on the pages if you print it out. Uh, Baker Mayfield comes in last for the cash game quarterbacks. I was trying to get off Baker Mayfield and trying to find a reason uh, to use Nick Chubb. Uh, I am a Nick Chubb apologist and lover. Um but there's nothing that I can find against Dallas that makes me want to go with Nick Chubb this week, even with Kareem Hunt uh, questionable. I expect Kareem Hunt to play. The Cleveland Browns expect Kareem Hunt to play, so Kareem Hunt would technically be the better guy to use because of his pass-catching ability. But the fact of the matter is, is that against Dallas, running backs just have not been getting this job done, and they have been going against uh, quality guys. You take a look at uh, Chris Carson for one. Uh, Yeah, Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley actually did okay against this defense. Um, Or no, Todd Gurley did not do good against this defense. What was the other one? Oh, uh, the Rams in week one, my bad. Uh, Mix and match with Malcolm Brown and uh, Daryl Henderson, but uh, still wasn't all that great of a game, especially with the split backs. Now, could it, is it possible that Nick Chubb could have a good game? Yes, but I'm not banking on it this week. I'm just going to ride and die with Baker Mayfield's arms and his uh, uh, wide receivers um, and possibly his tight end, although I don't have Hooper written up. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are 24th in DVOA versus the pass uh, – in pass defense, they're 30th in points allowed to the quarterback position. So, yeah, it, it it's going to look a little bit chalky for cash, but that's okay. Um, we can ride and die with that. And then if you want to stack that game up, I have players listed for stacking in that game. Moving on to GPP, I'm going to move my spreadsheet down to the late afternoon games here uh, because we're looking at one Jared Goff. There's a lot of people that are going to be on uh, Daryl Henderson, and I get it. I do. But the fact of the matter is, is that New York has still been good on the against running backs on the ground. It's been through the passing game that the running backs have gotten it down, or uh, done, my bad. The problem is that the Rams have not been utilizing their running backs in the passing game like in the past with Todd Gurley. It's almost like they have no trust in it whatsoever. So I'm pivoting over to Jared Goff. 7,900, 34, and 6,700, good for 10th, 7th, and 7th. The New York Giants are 30th in pass defense DVOA, as we saw with Nick Mullins last week. The reason why you will see the the number 12 in the week 3 slot is because of Mitchell Trubisky who did jack shit. That's why we faded him that week. New York Giants defense, their secondary is one to attack. So when you look at the DVP rank of 10, look back the last two weeks. Look at the 11. That's after Trubisky. Look at the 24. That is not the outlier. 
The problem is that Nick Mullins' performance last week could not overcome the Mitch Trubisky fucking shit show. They are still giving up 18.3 and 19.3 at 10. At 10. This is a high-octane offense. It's one that I'm going to trust in. That's why Jared Goff is in there. Last but certainly not least is going to be Detroit's one, Matthew Stafford. Now, this is the one that could burn. Burn all the way down. Reason being is they're going against New Orleans Saints, who are now down both outside corners in Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore. And I think I wrote Jackson. I think I wrote Janoris Jackson. No, I did Jenkins. Okay, good. Good. I hate to have to re-edit that. Matthew Stafford was already going against the 17th ranked uh, DVOA pass defense. 32nd in points allowed to the quarterback position at 34.1 and 36.5. That was before our corners were out. Now he's got an even better matchup. So the only way that this gets fucked up is when, if and when, Detroit's coaching staff decides it wants to fuck it up by running Adrian Peterson to a fucking wall. It's like it's like a it's like you're talking to somebody they're not getting it right the whole but just bang your wall against a fucking head that's what it is. The passing game is the key here. If Detroit finally pulls their head out of their ass and understand, go ahead and attack when a, an opponent has weakness. This is going to come out fantabulous. The only problem is I cannot trust it for cash, so that's why Stafford's in GPP. So he's full go. We have players here. For both sides. So there is a possibility for a game stack here. Uh, Sunday night football options. I did put Nick Mullins. Uh, he played well against the Chief, uh, against the Giants. He's dirt cheap if you want to pay up elsewhere. So Nick Mullins on Yahoo. Yahoo only. I think is in a good spot. Yes, you can use him for the primetime slate. I'm just saying. He's the 29th uh, ranked quarterback according to price at $22. So I might take a shot. It's going to be one shot. Moving on to running back, Cash. Alvin Kamara comes in at number one on the road against the defenses, 29th in DVOA versus the running game, and 23rd against running backs in the passing game. The Lions are also 27th in points allowed to the running back position. So. I went with Alvin Kamara. I did not put Latavius Murray in there, even though I think Latavius Murray is in a really good spot. I will mention that because I'm sure Renner's mentioned it. But um, there's enough value that I find at other positions at wide receiver that I'm not really kind of dinking too much uh, or that far, that low. Although I will say Latavius Murray's in a good spot. He just has not been getting it done because they've been having to play in the shootout type games um, with no Michael Thomas. So Dalvin Cook is the next guy. I'm going to be hard-pressed not to have Kamara and Cook as my one-two punch in cash and even in a couple of GPPs, of course. Um, 
I do install my cash game into GBP on each site just in case a chalk hits. It's good to have a chalk lineup in there, and then it's good to get kind of weird, start getting weird, and then get even more weird. But <clears throat> they're in a matchup against Houston. So against Deshaun Watson. This is the other side of that game. Houston is 24th in rush DVOA, 20th against running backs in the passing game, 28th in points allowed to the running back position at 27.4 and 31. Folks, you can't overthink this stuff. The numbers are the numbers. We have trends now. You can see the trend bar. That's why it's there. So you can see the trends. You can see if something is real or if something is fake. This is very much real, a good spot. That's why I'm going to go to top-end running backs. Probably go a little cheaper for the third one, of course. And go mid-to-value wide receivers. Dalvin Cook, great spot. Next on the list is Kenyon Drake. He is dangerous as fuck. But with a banged-up DeAndre Hopkins and on the road against Carolina, it would make sense for the Cardinals to get Drake involved throughout the game instead of at the end and try to get out of town with a win. Carolina. Carolina is not a team to fuck around with. They are not good. But they are playing hard. Every single week so far. So if we look at Kenyon Drake, he's going against the 28th ranked rush defense, 21st against running backs in the passing game, 21st overall in points allowed to the running back position at 23.5 and 25.7. Those are definitely goals that Kenyon Drake can uh, reach. I'm actually kind of hoping that DeAndre Hopkins is not available, it would hurt my seasonal team. But in DFS, I think it would send shockwaves to the Arizona Cardinals about getting Drake involved. And like I said, get him involved, get him the fuck out of town. There is risk here that Kyler Murray could vulture goal line work. But outside of that, there's no there's no other competition. Chase Edmonds, yes, he's slightly involved, but he's not fully involved. It looks like Kenny Drake is the main guy. He's the guy getting the stamp share. So Kenny Drake is a decent play. James Robinson for Jacksonville. It's going against Cincinnati. Think what you may of James Robinson, but we have seen this. He's going to be chalky against the Cincinnati Bengals defense that is 21st in rush DVOA, 5th against running backs in the passing game. Actually, i got to double-check this, make sure that's correct. Yes, yes, yes. That's more more or less from uh, last week where, uh, good God, who the fuck did they play last week? Why am I? Oh, my God, brain farts went to Saturday. Oh, Jesus, that's right. They went against Philadelphia. So that's all Philadelphia's fuck up in there. Um, They're going to be, 
they should he should be good even in the passing game there. Uh Bengals are 29th in points allowed to the running back still at 28.9 or 28.3 my bad and 30.5 or 30.8. Good lord, I can't talk. So it's a very good spot for James Robinson. I expect him to be heavily involved. Uh, I am not on Gardner Minshew or any of the pass targets in this in this game. Um, just for the plain simple fact that I, I've talked about this, Cincinnati's secondary is not that terrible. They're not great, but they've made strides. Even though they can get beat on the ground, that's more because of injury. This was a defense way early after the draft that we said, take a look at. Just pay attention to it. It's not as bad as what it used to be. So, but James Robinson definitely should be involved, heavily involved. Uh, we do have Divine Zigbo back, but I do not expect him to really uh, be involved other than, say, maybe take one or two carries away. Mike, da- Mike Davis of Carolina comes up at the rear here of the cash game running backs. And this is the other, so this is the other side of the Arizona game. Uh, Hopefully I can find this. There it is. So Carolina at home, Arizona does boast the number 13 rush DVOA defense, but they are 30th against running backs in the passing game. 22nd in points allowed to the running back position at 25.1 and 27.2. So, Mike Davis is basically playing, I don't want to say a lamer version of CMC, but any running back that you put into that system is going to be a little bit lamer than CMC, of course. This would have been a CMC smash spot. So at 10K, if he was here, yes, absolutely, we would have played CMC here. Um, But I do expect Carolina to kind of be playing from behind or this game to stay close. So that's going to be heavy involvement with Mike Davis here. I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is lead back for GPP. Uh, that game has moved to the afternoon. So if you play split slate, be aware of that. Um, he may it may not be in your contests. And why did all my? Oh, I shouldn't have sent that out like that. Oh, it changed all. It changed some of my stuff. Oh, just for the coloration thing. That's shitty. Fucking dickhead. Um, so we have the... They're a late Sunday game now. They're 425 p.m. Eastern. This game is in Chicago. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the reason why he's GPP versus cash is... Um, I don't like his price. His price is way too high for me. Granted, he'll get most of the work there, but against the Bears, um, I think you're going to see a lot of Naheem Hines at the very least and a little bit of Jordan Wilkins going against the 20th-ranked rush defense. Uh, 12th versus running backs in the passing game. That doesn't matter. Taylor isn't much of a pass-catching back in this offense right now. So, But the Bears are 21st in points allowed to the running back position at 23.5 and 25.7. Oh, I know why because I cut that. Damn it. Um so they're gonna use they're gonna use all the running backs in this game, uh try to keep the Bears off balance in their pass rush. Um so I don't mind him. It's just at say 
7500 over on FanDuel, for instance, you're basically looking at you need at least 22.5 points to really break even at 3x. DK is a little bit better at 6600. That still kind of keeps you under 20 for a 3x return on it. Um, but again, it's uh, rather high for not being a pass catcher, which kind of sucks. It kind of kill. It kind of caps his upside. But I'll st- I would still allow him if you wanted to play him. Uh, Devin Singletary brings up the rear here, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Um, this is all predicated on Zach Moss not playing really. Um, but even if Zach Moss plays, I still kind of like Devin Singletary going against the L- uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who are 32nd in rush DVOA, uh, 26 against running backs in the passing game, which is big. Um, Singletary is more of a pass catcher than Zach Moss, even though Zach Moss can do it. Uh, but if you look at fan, if you look at the points allowed, forty point two to the running back position on FanDuel and 45, 45.5 on DK. So definitely a spot to attack with the running backs. Like I said, I kind of like it a little bit more if Zach Moss isn't there, um, but he might keep his ownership down a bit if Zach Moss is available. Sunday night football options, Miles uh, Miles Sanders. Sorry, my eyes are fucking going. Oh, Miles Sanders is available uh, is available on there. Uh, GPP only, of course, on Yahoo, where he is twenty five dollars. He's good for the eleventh highest price running back. Um, so that that's actually behind Taylor. So I kind of like Miles Sanders more. Uh, generally, we don't like to attack uh, San Francisco, but. Um, the Eagles are going to have to ride with Miles Sanders as long as Carson Wentz is still throwing like a bag of shit. So definitely consider him, but I don't think it's totally necessary. Jarek McKinnon would be my guy from the San Francisco 49ers as the Eagles are pretty decent against running backs on the ground at 16th in DV, rush DVOA, 22nd against running backs in the passing game, though. So that's where you can accumulate points. Jarek McKinnon is a little bit better than Jeff Wilson, uh, in terms of the pass catching ability, so and he's got a lot more zip too. So if you have Jarek McKinnon in seasonal or Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson, I'm going to tell you to use Jarek McKinnon over Jeff Wilson. Moving on to the wide receivers, the top priced option, at least on FanDuel, is one Kenny Galladay for the Detroit Lions. We've talked about this. Um, but he is—he was already going against the 25th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. The Lions, uh, my bad, I'm looking at the wrong one. 23rd against wide receiver ones and 30th in points allowed to the wide receiver position, so it's hard not to like Kenny Galladay. Main target for one, Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is next for the Rams. Uh, going against, God, why am I brain farting so bad? It's okay. Going against the New York Giants. They've had trouble uh, with wide receiver twos. Uh, even though even though it doesn't show with um, his number, well, actually not, I shouldn't say wide receiver twos, slot wide receivers. So you'll look at his rank, you'll look at the DVOA, and it's going to be fifth versus wide receiver two. But you kind of have to mix that up with the wide receiver plus, uh, where they're 32nd ranked. He's going to have Darnay Holmes on him, 
for the most part, coming in the slot. 32.8 and 39.3 are the points given up by the New York Giants defense. 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So I like Cooper Cup again this week. I actually have a little bit of love for Robert Woods. I'm just not going to attack uh, James Bradbury, who should be on him most of the time. Um, but if you do like Robert Woods, I don't think it's a terrible play with this offense. DK Metcalf comes in here. Uh, I expect Tyler Lockett to actually, I mean, they're both going to be highly owned, but I expect Lockett to be a little bit more highly owned in this matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, just based solely on the three TD performance last week. But DK, any which way, has actually the better matchup on paper at 27th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. He'll have Xavier Howard. I've said it, I said it last week. He, took, he beat the shit out of Stephon Gilmore. So you can start DK Metcalf versus basically any corner, and he's going to outmuscle. Dolphins are 20th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 32.5 and 41.2. Odell Beckham for the Cleveland Browns is next. Going against the 20th ranked uh, DVOA versus uh, wide receiver ones. Uh, 31st in points allowed to the wide receiver position are the Dallas Cowboys at 41.2 and 52.7. Odell Beckham, in my opinion, has the most upside of any of the wide receivers here. Going against Daryl Worley, he can totally beat Daryl Worley. I do expect Cleveland to have to throw a lot and Beckham to be one of the main beneficiaries of this. Now we go back to the Miami game to go talk about the other side and one Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is filling the DK Metcalf role. 24th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. 32nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position are the Seattle Seahawks. FanDuel giving up 60.5. DraftKings 79.2. I did not write up Preston Williams. Do I think he is available if you're doing a full game stack, full. If you're trying to squeeze everything you can out of it, Preston Williams is available. I do not have him listed, though, because I do not like his targets right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick is completely locked on to two guys for the most part. And no, it's not Miles Gaskin. We don't use running backs against Seattle. You use wide receivers and tight end. And uh, uh, well, now you can use tight ends at least in this game. But we're going to get to Gazicki uh, later. Um, you throw on Seattle. You don't run. So I struggled with not putting Preston Williams in there. His price is very, very good. 5,500, 19, and 4,500, good for 40th, 29th, and 50th. He has Trey Flowers. He should have Trey Flowers on him. Yes, you can attack Trey Flowers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shift from time to time when the wide receivers switch sides. But, um, yes, if you want to use Preston Williams, I don't have an issue with it. I'm just not using him in my write-up. Yes, I'm fully saying that if I full game stack this, which I doubt he would be like the last guy in. Next on the list, we go back to Carolina. 
and we look at one Robbie Anderson. I did like DJ Moore as well. The problem is actually that Teddy Bridgewater is locking on to Robbie Anderson right now. Like he's kind of like his security blanket, his boo. 27th ranked defense versus wide receiver twos are Arizona. He's going to be flipping between Drake or Patrick and Patrick Peterson. This offense is the same offense that they were basically running at Temple where Coach Matt Rule was at in college. Guess who else was there? Robbie Anderson. There was a reason they brought Robbie Anderson in here. There's a reason why Robbie Anderson didn't didn't accept the contract that was as high as what maybe he had wanted and took the one-year deal here was to show off what he could do in a system that he knew. So Robbie Anderson is a full go in this game. I like him a lot. I did kind of like DJ Moore too, uh, but for right now I'm trusting in Robbie Anderson. Uh, going back to Houston, if you're going to pair up with Deshaun Watson, definitely you're looking at one Will Fuller, the fifth. Uh, the wide receiver one, Minnesota is 28th in defense against wide receiver ones. Uh, 29th in points overall to the wide receiver position at 39.4 and 48.9. While we are here, I will say that Randall Cobb is also available in cash if you don't want to take the risk with Will Fuller because of injury. I'm telling you, though, Will Fuller may have two touchdowns before he goes down with a hamstring injury. But I made Randall Cobb available at the low end. Minnesota is 31st against wide receiver pluses. And again, we've went over the DVP rank. So uh, Randall Cobb is definitely available in cash if you don't want to pay up for Will Fuller. Tyler Boyd is next for Cincinnati. There's nothing really much more to say here as far as Joe Burrow's pass targets. The reason why Joe I took Joe Burrow out is because outside of Tyler Boyd, I don't know where else he's going to go. Yes, I looked at Drew Sample. I took Drew Sample out. He does not look at Drew Sample. He did in that game against Cleveland because he was already on a roll with Uzoma. Is he going to do it here? Well, he had a decent matchup last week, and they didn't and they didn't ride with it. That's what has me off of Drew. So, but Tyler Boyd, he is he is truly Burrow's number one option in the passing game, and his price is ridiculously cheap. Jags are eighth against wide receiver twos, but where he lines up in the slot, they're twenty eighth in DVOA. Uh, expect plenty of targets again this week uh, against quarterback uh, DJ Hayden, who has not played well at all this year. Low-end guy. I shouldn't say low-end guy, but cheaper guy for the Dallas Cowboys against the Cleveland Browns is going to be one C.D. Lamb, who makes the cut. Eight, uh, Cleveland is 18th against wide receiver pluses, so that's basically the slot. Uh, should have Tavir Thomas on him most of the time when he's not switching to the outside with uh, Mari Cooper. Cleveland is 27th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 35.4 and 43.2. So C.D. Lamb is my number one cowboy pass target this week. Anthony Miller 
uh, is good for cash if you need to save. Uh, quarterback Nick Foles likes his slot wide receivers and tight ends historically. Miller has the best spot to attack the Colts as they are 26 against wide receiver twos, and he faces Kenny Moore the second, who is not a great defensive back at all. Next on that one, we go to Minnesota, and we have Justin Jefferson. Houston secondary has actually played pretty decent. Now, not, like, great, but um, they've kind of held passing games uh, down a little bit farther than what we would have thought in their matchups. So when you look at Adam Thielen, he has a 26-ranked matchup for wide receiver ones. Uh, faces Bradley Roby. He's going to be mostly on the outside. I think Roby's going to pretty much kind of shut Thielen down. And if not, it's just not going to be enough to get us the points that we need to, you know, 3X, 4X, whatnot. Justin Jefferson, on the other on the other hand, is a guy that's going to be going against the 20th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Um, and it has been the wide receiver two that has gotten the job done week in and week out, not the wide receiver ones. Um, he's going to be facing uh, perennial whipping boy Vernon Hargreaves, the third. So he's probably going to be a little bit higher owned when you get down there, but I don't really care. He's only 5,400, 24, and 5,200. Good for 44th, 13th, so I don't like him on Yahoo, and 33rd on DK. So I think he's a very viable option for cheap, and you get that kind of like a little bit of upside in there. Last but certainly not least for cash is one Hunter Renfro uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So if you need something to correlate here uh, with Buffalo, uh, take a look at the slot wide receiver. Slot wide receivers have been doing well against the Bills so far this year. Um, <laughs> see Jamison Crowder in week one. Uh, Bills are 23rd in DVP with wide receivers, and cornerback uh, Teron Johnson has not been playing well this year. Uh, so don't look at the DVOA numbers. If you look back, actually, game by game, uh, slot wide receivers have been having a good day. Uh, have been having good weeks against them, i.e. Uh, Cooper Cup last week as well. GPP, I did still install uh, DeAndre Hopkins in there. Um, if he ends up playing, he's going to be real low-owned, and you're going to have a tremendous upside with the target values and such. Uh, defense that's 18th in DVOA versus wide receiver ones, and even though, he does, the, uh, even though Carolina doesn't give up that many uh, fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, it is a spot where DeAndre Hopkins can definitely eat. There's nobody on Carolina's, in Carolina's secondary that can cover DeAndre Hopkins if he ends up playing. Uh, but just be careful with that. He is dealing with that ankle injury. Uh, we do have Tyler Lockett here. Uh, but like I said, it, his salary has just skyrocketed after the three TD performance here. So I'm leaving him in GPP. And not cash. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, I forgot to hit the mute button. But um, 
So you'll look at the DVOAs, and it says third versus wide receiver twos, but he lines up in the slot, which is more of a wide receiver plus role, uh, where they're tw- where Miami's 22nd. Uh, Jamal Perry would be the guy that would actually cover him out of the slot. So I do believe that uh, Tyler Lockett is in play. Uh, but at 7,500, 25, and 7,000, he's a bit too high for me still. That's good for fifth, 11th, and third highest price wide receivers on the slate. Amari Cooper is available for Dallas. Uh, I think this is quite possibly not 100% sure, but this is quite possibly uh, where Amari finally gets his touchdown. Now, the matchup says that it's that uh, Cleveland is ninth in DVOA versus wide receiver once. Uh, we have Denzel Ward nursing injury. He is questionable for this game. If Denzel Ward is completely out, uh, Cooper would actually move up to cash based on just his target share alone for the season. And it's been pretty consistent week to week. You can look at it on the target sheet. For the season, Amari Cooper has gotten 24% of all targets from Dak Prescott. That's a hell of a lot, especially for a a higher-octane offense like this. So, like I said, if Ward is out on Sunday, Cooper automatically becomes a higher-priced cash game option for me. Denzel Ward's what's keeping me, holding me back. Because Ward can stop him from getting the touchdown. If Ward is out, he's a high-end cash option. He's a guy that you can pivot to from Kenny Galladay if you don't want to use the Kenny Galladay play. Marquise Brown. This is a possible get-right game for Lamar Jackson. I think they're just going to whoop the shit out of the douche canoes here. Uh, if I can find the douche canoes here, but um, it's a good spot for it's a good spot for Marquise Brown. There's actually it's funny because there's only like two good spots for Baltimore in the passing game, and it just so happens to be Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. That's why I was kind of on the fence on whether or not to include Lamar Jackson in this matchup. So uh, Washington is 29th in DVOA. Versus wide receiver ones, he'll have Ronald Darby on him. Ronald Darby is a bag of shit. We saw this in Philadelphia with him the last last year. Um, he is a guy that absolutely can get beat. So even though they don't give up a lot of points to the wide receiver position, uh, if Jackson's going to get it done through the passing game, if they're going to try and get him right, Marquise Brown is going to be the number one guy uh, for him out of his wide receivers. Uh, sneaky little play here against Las Vegas, and that is one Jonathan Brown of the Bills. Yes, I'm taking a look at going back here. Um, he was questionable all week. He came off, he came off the injury report on Friday, so he's good to go. Um, 19th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. we got to consider John Brown the wide receiver two. Stephon Diggs is always going to be the number one. Uh, the the Raiders do not give up a lot of yards to the wide receiver position, but you have David, Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett, who was scheduled to be the guy covering John Brown, he is out. So you're going to be going against a backup corner while the number one corner in Trayvon Mullen 
is going to be on Stephon Diggs. And yes, Diggs does have a bit of an advantage on Trayvon. I understand that. Um, so I think Jake Brown, or Jake Brown, John Brown is definitely in play here. Um, it's just whether or not I'm going to use him. I'm going to be completely honest. This one, this one could be the GPP winner. But it could also be the big loser if Buffalo gets ahead and they start shutting guys down. That's the only problem. Marvin Jones is next, of course, the guy that's across from one Kenny Galladay. Saints were 10th in the league against wide receiver twos, but with no Janoris Jenkins. Uh, it's a perfect pair-up spot for Gall- with uh, Galladay or Stafford or just Stafford alone as a pair-up or as a Galladay pivot in GPPs. He is cash slash GPP if not using Galladay in cash and you need savings, though. I will allow that. Even though Galladay, when he came back this last week, <coughs> took some <coughs> took a huge amount of target share away from uh, Marvin Jones and the other uh, past targets, but um, it's such a good spot that I think if you're going to take a risk on Detroit, if you're worried about whether or not the coaches were going to fuck this one up or not, um, even with that worry, I think Marvin Jones would be the guy. <laughs> We're over the 45-minute mark already. Awesome. Uh, last but certainly not least in the, G- in the regular main slate GPP section is Jarvis Landry. Uh, hasn't been getting targeted that much, but has been consistent with the target share percentage. Going into a potential shootout with the Cowboys. Cowboys are 28th in DVOA versus wide receiver two this season, season uh, which bodes well for Jarvis, who can line up inside and out. So definitely take a look there with Jarvis Landry. I think you'll be fine. Uh, Sunday night football options uh, for wide receiver. The only two that I'm looking at are Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And you know who else I forgot? Hopefully listen to the podcast. I know somebody's going to fucking ask me this. Um, Where is he? Where are you, little fucker? Uh, Greg Ward is an option here at uh, $14 on Yahoo. I do have to say that. So if you want another cheap wide receiver on Yahoo, uh, take a look at Greg Ward from the Philadelphia side. But if you're looking at the San Francisco side, uh, you have Debo Samuel, who's just activated, and Brandon Ayuk. This is great for Ayuk, actually, uh, that Samuel's going to be there. Uh, Ayuk is usable in cash lineups for a huge savings, and Debo is certainly viable in GPP. Uh, enough said there. Uh, Debo Samuel comes in at $16 on Yahoo, good for 41st. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is only 13 on Yahoo, good for 59th. We saw what his upside is. Um, this Eagles secondary is beatable. Ayuk is going against the 31st uh, ranked DVOA defense versus wide receiver twos. They're 19th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, Darius Slay is probably going to switch uh, between. Uh, Debo and Ayuk. I expect him to be on Debo a little bit more, though. Uh, okay, so we're good to, with wide receivers. Tight ends will be quick. Uh, cash game options. Darren Waller for Las Vegas. Uh, Bills have been bad against slot wide receivers, but they 
haven't been nearly they haven't been as good against tight ends as well. So it's the tune of being twenty third in DVOA versus tight ends and twenty second in points allowed to the position. So Darren Waller I think is definitely in play. I expect the Bills to be ahead and Vegas having to try to catch up. TJ Hawkinson, beautiful spot, uh, spot for Hawk. Saints are 13th in DVOA versus tight end, but they were consistently 26th the previous two weeks before the Packers game last Sunday night. So a team that doesn't usually utilize the tight end is what dragged it down. I know Robert Tanyan had a game, all right? That's just single-game contest. I'd use Robert Tanyan. I wouldn't use him in a regular full slate. Uh, New Orleans, though, is 31st in points allowed to the position, which makes me have a good feeling about TJ and Cash if you're not going to use Galladay or Marvin Jones. Next on the list, we have Dalton Schultz, tight end for Dallas. Uh, Cleveland has been bad against tight ends. They're 18th in DVOA and 29th in points allowed to the position. There's worse spots to punt if you need exposure to Cleveland and Dallas. So if you're not going to use C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper, definitely consider uh, uh, Dalton Schultz in this matchup. Logan Thomas makes it again. It's the only douche canoe I will trust as a punt, and I know we've been here before. I'm just going to read this word for word. The Ravens are 28th in DVOA versus tight ends and are also 28th in points allowed to the position as well. The DVP has been consistent all season, and the DVOA has gotten worse with each week. So definitely consider Thomas if you want to go full on punt. GPP, Mark Andrews is in play. We talked about this with Marquise Brown. Uh, but with Mark Andrews, the douche canoes are 19th in DVOA versus tight end and 27th in points allowed to the position as well. In a possible, in a possible Lamar Jackson get right game, he would be involved. Tyler Higby comes in here. Giants are 21st in DVOA against the tight end. And even though they are fifth in points allowed to the position, Higby has a chance to buck the trend uh, with safety. Uh, Jabril Peppers out this week. Expect more three wide receiver sets with Higby being utilized as a top tight end option for this matchup. So I think they're going to go a little bit more single tight end, uh, which will leave Higby on the field a little bit more. Mike Kaziki comes in uh, for GBP. He's kind of cash slash GBP, to be honest with you. Uh, But you could consider him more of a slot wide receiver than a tight end as he moves out from the line. which when looking at the spreadsheet, you will consider him as a wide receiver plus more than a tight end where the Seahawks are 25th in the league and they don't have safety Jamal Adams this week. Sunday night football options. You have one George Kittle back and he's facing the defense that's been destroyed by the position. 29th in DVOA versus tight ends and 25th in points allowed to the position. Depending on how your lineup builds, how the lineup builds, I may actually use him in cash on Yahoo. He is $26, which is good for the third highest price tight end. I may That may be the only site where I actually pay up. We will see. Defenses, real quick. Baltimore, going against the douche canoes, man. Hard not to like them. Indianapolis Colts. Snick Foles, not fucking Dan Marino. You bear-loving whores. Los Angeles Rams, breaking news. The Giants are not a good team. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, solid matchup for Tampa as L.A. will be without without two offensive linemen this week. One, one that is included, one offensive tackle in Brian Bulaga, their best offensive lineman. GPP defenses, or as I've now said here, uh, it's otherwise known as the cheap defensive 
punt plays for cash. Uh, one Houston Texans going against a uh, possible Kirk Cousins implosion. Certainly possibility in the secondary hasn't been terrible. And one Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of folks think this game can shoot out. From what I've seen, read, and studied, this Bengals pass defense is not that bad and could possibly get a couple of Minshew turnovers this week for cheap. Sunday Night Football options, of course, you can use San Francisco against one Carson Wentz, but only on Yahoo. So that is the week four write-up. Yeah, I know, I know. Some of the guys that aren't there is the guys that you liked, but you know what? Pick a fucking lane. If you don't like my lanes, go get your own goddamn lane and fucking make up your own write-ups, you bunch of D-Gens. I'll see you on Sunday. I'll tell you what, I didn't want to spend my whole fucking Saturday making sure I had this whole thing written up and then reworking the spreadsheet and all that shit with the fucking COVID and injuries and all that shit. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now, man. This is a place I like being. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, I'm going to be working on spreadsheets all night. I got to get the week seven one redone um, because of the... Uh, Baltimore, tennis or uh, Tennessee. Uh, Jesus Christ, why can't I think of this? It's Tennessee, Pittsburgh in week seven, and then have to get week eight redone for Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So, and pay attention because it's quite possible that Baltimore gets fucked again uh, with like week ten and stuff. Because they're going against um, the Patriots back in there. So it kind of sucks on outside glance. I spent all day inside here on a Saturday uh, morning, afternoon, and evening. Um, but I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. Nobody really fucking understands it. But that's why I'm crazy motherfucker. <laughs>